Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Hub on Hollywood. I'm James. I'm Jamie. And, and we, we love, love movies. Movies. Movies, TV shows, games, anime, toys, you name it, we love it, but mostly movies, James. What are we talking about today? Big finales, right? uh, Big finales on a lot of fronts, but first (laughs) off, we are, of course, going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. uh, season, possibly series finale. I haven't heard too much, but what a finale, what a way to end it, And, um, and it's cool to see some certain characters spreading their wings into new roles. Uh, that we're going over Oscars, you know the Oscars, this, this little award show that hardly yeah. gets any buzz. Uh, had it, it was it was last night, and uh, yeah. some people yeah. won, some people lost, a lot more people lost rather. But we will <laughs> go over the big winners. Uh, also, some um, some Fast and Furious news. Uh, mm-hmm. My review of Mortal Kombat, which just came out on HBO Max and at some uh, select theaters, and uh, I think a little fun wrap up of what we are watching. But what you're watching is us. So thank you very much. If you're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. Uh, You can also give us a like and share on our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, As for listening to us, you can listen to us everywhere. iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, everywhere you listen to your podcast, we are there. Uh, But Jamie, let's get right right into it because this season... Uh, finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, was great on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just get your initial thoughts, your initial oh takeaway gosh, from, like, from it? So my first initial takeaway, like just the, what sticks out to me the most was just the big, the reveal of the new Captain America outfit, like that big, you know, winged Captain America spangly, like he comes yeah. and he flies and I'm like, <laughs> <gasps> like it just kind of took my breath away a little bit. It looks so good. I'm like, oh, Anthony Mackie, heck yeah. So he, he just looks amazing. He just absolutely looks amazing. Um, and I don't know. I think, it, I think it was a solid performance. I think it was a solid uh, finale. But I have some criticisms, James. Before I get into that, though, uh, why, don't, why don't you take it away? What was your reaction? And then we'll, we'll dive into it a little bit. So I, I do have some criticisms as well. There are some mm-hmm. parts where I feel like it was very heavy-handed. But one thing yeah. I love about this episode is how um, the how Sam how uh, how Sam's character, uh, the Falcon, has taken the mantle of Captain America. He he's not letting somebody give it to him, and yeah. and. In, in a way, even though Captain America did give him the shield and intend for him to be the new Captain America, um, it wasn't Steve Rogers' choice. It, at the end of the day, it was uh, Sam Wilson's choice, and he chose to take on the mantle and represent uh, and, and use the shield, represent it in, in how he wants to do it. And um, I thought it was a great, very great. The the costume, the Wakandan technology-filled uh, oh, costume, yeah. Yeah, yeah. beautiful, one of the best design uh, costumes I think in the MCU for sure and uh, and it was a really good wrap up for not only Sam's character but also for Bucky I have a lot more 
uh, hope and and you know you know after even after last episode where there's this bow montage and you're getting a sense of a happier Bucky, um, now we're seeing a more confident Bucky in his own skin and who he is and who he wants to be. Uh, a lot of things to take away from this. Also, really happy with John Walker. Surprisingly, that may have been the yeah. biggest twist about this whole yeah. thing was that he was not the the big baddie at the end. He was actually an ally, and he's going off into this weird kind of gray zone with Madame Hydra from where we left off. But I did like that he partnered up with with the Sam and Bucky and to accomplish mm-hmm. the mission. He put his ego yeah. aside. Didn't go for the person who killed his partner, uh, mm-hmm. but wanted to save people who were uh, you know these lawmakers yeah. that were trapped inside this armored vehicle. He also a lot, a lot of great takeaways. Right. He did. He also didn't try to take the 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 shield back. He didn't try to take that back. And that's kind of like where I felt like it was going. I'm like, oh no, like, yeah, he's joining the fight, but then he's going to fight with Sam over the shield. And he didn't. He respectfully, you know, kind of walked away and he gave Sam his due and was like, you you look good, man. Um, So yeah, I thought that that was, uh, that was surprising to me also. I was happy to see that because in, uh, in essence, John Walker is not a perfect person, but also not the worst. Definitely no. not the worst. Very, very human, very realistic kind of personality. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where we go from there on that. Let's let's dive a little bit into some of the criticisms. Do you want to start with that? Yeah, so when... Yeah, so so when uh, the new Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson, comes forward, and at, at the end of the episode where he's pretty much lecturing lawmakers of mm-hmm. um, of you know they need to do they need to start doing right they need to start doing an actual mm-hmm. uh, make actual progress in, in problems that everyone's facing and not just mm-hmm. kind of you know excuse it away and he goes off on this some people could call it a rant and now you could call it like this this power powerful monologue which you know sets everybody straight and is very reminiscent to the comic book days of early captain america where he would go on a pedestal of some sort and and preach to you as to why you're doing this wrong and why we should all strive to be better and and that was his main message to strive to be better and to um, again, pave your own way. He made it a, a, an important point to say that him just wearing the Captain America costume or bearing the shield um, mm-hmm. just because of the color of his skin is enough reason for, for many people out there to just not like him, for people to dislike him. And he addressed that head on. Um, there were portions of it that that were kind of hammy. The one the one criticism that I would say is very hammy when they were proving the point that this is the new Captain America was when you had uh, two spectators, one with like a camera phone, and someone said, "Oh, that's Black Falcon," or "That's Black America," something to that to that extent. And then another person said, "No, that's Captain America." Like that little scene was very on the nose. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah, he yeah. really needed that or to do it so hammy. But again, I know it's, you know, at the end of the day, we are dealing with comic book-esque things yeah. and, and, yeah. and plot devices. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I've heard a couple, uh, a few critiques out there on that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. other than some of the heavy-handed moments in the episode, um, I thought it was very well put together. Um, I love that the power broker ended up to be, uh, what's her name, Sharon? Sharon, Sharon, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and how she ended up killing uh, the leader of the Flag Smashers, and she was the only person at the time who knew that Sharon was the the power broker. The power so broker. that secret died with her. A lot of great stuff, a lot more pros mm-hmm. than cons in this episode yeah, and definitely yeah. in the series. Well, I think I have a very similar criticism, but I, I wanted to say um, 
Yeah, I guess I guess he is sort of playing into the Captain America character by ha- having the moral high ground and sort of teaching people as you know as as you know um Steve Rogers they had him making those really corny videos for everyone. So you've got <laughs> yeah. detention. Let me tell you. Like so I think that that Captain fits in well. Um I think it was just overly optimistic. I think it was overly optimistic to say, okay, he gives a speech and then, oh, the lawmakers are going to reconsider their ideas, and now they're not going to deport all the all the immig- or the, all the displaced people. And um, I, I do like the parts where he's like, yeah, governments do have a responsibility to these people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I can almost like picture it how it would play out in reality, and it's yeah. way worse. <laughs> so it would be like, uh, you know, it would play out something like. Oh, Captain America says he's a terrorist sympathizer and, and, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I could just see it devolving in so many ways in which, but in order for it to be fantasy, you know, they had to simplify it. But I don't know. Season two, there could be a a type of cable news channel version in this MCU (laughs) that that starts paving that message and painting that message. So you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So I can absolutely see it going that way. Um, So it just felt a little too... Yeah, a little too overly optimistic in terms of how it would actually all play out. Uh, but I liked it, you know, okay, you want to have a nice feel-good ending, I'm I'm with it. You know, I am all for Bucky and Sam ending up on the boat and all happy-go-lucky <laughs> and, like, loved it, loved it. So I would like to see what happens with Sharon um, because it seems like her time in exile has really messed her up. And um, she has gone to the dark side, and I don't think she's she's not playing for uh, for Cap's team anymore. I think she's playing for her own team, and um, so I wonder if that's going to make it into like the silver screen into like some of the main movies coming up. But they left it open ended, so it feels like there should be a season two. And but even if there's not a season two, that that Sharon bit I think is going to be really important for the MCU coming up. Now, hear me out. Now, she could be double-crossing the, the U.S. government, Bucky and Sam, uh, by, by you know, getting her part in and then that, that ominous phone call at the very end saying that, you know, now they have access to all the secrets and all these weapons. Now, what if she's playing the double-double agent or oh she's gosh. doing this in order to get closer to the bad people? Like, oh, look it. I just got pardoned by these people. They trust me again. I got an in yeah. for us. And then that builds trust with this other crime organization. And maybe exactly. that connects to the whole Madam Hydra and U.S. Okay. agents, John Walker going. Okay. So she's over here, right? And <laughs> yes. she's pretending to do this. And then she's going to double-cross this way, right? She's playing then- 4D chess right now. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, uh, sure, I can so see it going that way. That's a possibility. Um, All right. One good, one thing that I do really love, um, what, which I didn't realize I would love, but John Walker. Again, at the at the very end, you see him in his new uh, Captain America costume. He's talking to Madame Hydra. He's there with his wife. He feels like, yes, I got my second chance to still make a difference and do good. So yeah, he's uh, he's mm-hmm. I think he's not a he's not a purely bad person, and he I think no, no, he's absolutely. more good than bad, but easily corruptible that being said i think there's um i i do like that he feels and again he wants to do good uh now he can do it as a as u.s agent um maybe madam hydra is working with sharon and the power broker in season two and then that's when things become more gray but again i didn't realize i was gonna like john walker not being you know the main bad guy at the end of this and also 
you know, ending mm-hmm. up helping, uh, yeah. helping the cause. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he also, but he still has dangerous character flaws. So we'll we'll, yes. we'll see where that all goes. We'll so. keep an eye on him. What did you guys think about the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? What did you guys think of the whole series? Uh, did you love it? Did you hate it? Was it perfect? Was it heavy handed? Let us know. Comment below. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Because uh, we want to know what they think too, right, James? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we also want to know what you think about the uh, the Oscar wins and the Oscar snubs yeah. that happened last night. Um, a, a few of these, I'm actually very pleasantly surprised, um, and maybe not surprised per se is the right word, but uh, very happy that I that I saw um, some of these movies and in them uh, they end, end, ended up winning. Uh, the grand prize of them all. So we can start with uh, Best Picture mm-hmm. if you want. Um, sure. This one actually has been on my list to see and watch for a while. I actually have a, a movie screener. Uh, Nomadland won Best Picture uh, at the Oscars mm-hmm. last night, uh, starring Frances McDormand. And anything really she's in, it's it's magic. She's she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, she um, walked away with not, not only the Best Picture, but Best Actress uh, she uh, for, for Nomadland. Uh, for best actor, I saw this movie, and I absolutely, after I saw this movie, I understood why he was nominated, and very happy that he did win. Best actor, Anthony Hopkins for The Father. Oh, yes. Uh, he plays this uh, this older gentleman who's uh, falling into dementia. It's a very heartbreaking, uh, very soul-taxing movie, uh, but still very good, and I think deserves uh, to, a watch. Um, best supporting actress, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Best mm-hmm. Supporting Actress. I was very happy for this one. Yoo oh. Jung Yoon for Minari, uh, starring Steven Yoon. Um, that that uh, 1980s set movie that takes place, if I remember correctly, in Arkansas? I could be wrong, but it's a very loving movie about, about, about the small family. Um, mm-hmm. Best Animated Feature, uh, Soul which I loved, yes. uh, that, that came out on Disney+. Plus. Um, did any of these noms or wins or snubs uh, surprise mm-hmm. you? No, no, but one, one thing that I was uh, really a, a little bit sad about, just a little bit, was um, for Best Actor, um, Anthony Hopkins, obviously, I think he deserved it 100%, but he, he beat out Chadwick Boseman who was yeah. um, the late Chadwick Boseman, our Captain America, our, our Black, Black Panther, Panther. And um, he was nominated for Ma Ramey's Black Bottom and, and, and didn't get it. I was kind of hoping that maybe he would get a post-humorous, you know, uh, win there. But Anthony Hopkins, you know, he, he did an amazing job. He, he deserved the win, I think. But I, I still kind of wanted Chadwick to, to, to get, you know, a little bit yeah. of... Uh, a little bit of love after death, but you know. Yeah, um, there's, there's definitely that emotional connection. That yeah, like yeah. like uh, Heath Ledger after he passed away for after the Dark Knight, uh, yeah. he received the Oscar for for best supporting actor. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, it would have been fitting. So uh, not not to take anything away from Anthony Hopkins, that would have loved to have seen that also. But you know, giving credit where credit is due, uh, the father man he puts everything in this movie and and you feel it you feel it throughout the entire thing uh so uh happy especially happy for him and especially happy for um the best supporting actress for minari uh, a film that i also really enjoyed um but yeah let us know what your oscar uh wins snubs are you angry excited happy for um 
yeah, I, I, that's pretty much all I have to cover for the Oscars. Yeah, me too. <laughs> maybe, right, perfect. maybe next year we'll be there, James. Maybe next year we'll be there. We'll see what's, we'll see what's happening. And speaking of the most nominated films in uh, in all of history that deserve recognition for their yes. their arts and style and 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 great acting, Fast and yeah. Furious. That's what comes to your mind, right? <laughs> the Fast and Furious course, franchise. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, all, all well, nine, fast, ten, eleven. How many are there? They are on number nine, and to oh, celebrate F9, which is coming out in theaters June 25th, uh, Universal Pictures they say that they are giving uh, they are giving fans Fast Fridays. This is uh, eight weeks uh, nationwide screenings of every yeah. previous Fast and Furious film. Say that five times uh, to thank That's the Fast fans. And to welcome audiences back to the movie theaters. And so they're going to be playing um, uh, one through eight um, through various theaters, including AMC, Cinemark, Harkins, Showcase Cinemas. Um, I'm sure if you Google around, you can find it. But this reminded me of when um, Avengers Infinity War was coming out, and then they released all the 22 plus X amount of mm-hmm. movies that came up before that. They had this entire marathon in oh, one yeah. or two days leading up to the premiere. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I'm not sure if I would ever do that, let alone for <laughs> Fast and Furious. I'm not a big, not the biggest fan yeah. of the franchise. So <laughs> but, um, I, saw, I saw the first film. Did, did I miss a little bit uh, after that? Yeah, you miss submarines, you miss rocket ships. Uh, I think the next one they're they're going to uh, the center of the the center of the earth. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm kidding, but I don't understand how these I don't understand how these people are alive. Is is all so? um, At this point, they're superheroes. Also, they can they can take on the MCU in a crossover uh, multiverse of madness Uh (laughs) situation. Uh, Yeah, but you know. that's fantastic. You know, free movies, James. Free. Free is where you got me there. So um, that that is fantastic. And the fact that uh, we haven't been to the theaters in a while, I don't care what's playing on the screen, I will go. I will absolutely go. And it's just, you know, it's a fun time. It's not uh, groundbreaking stuff, but it's, it's, you know, definitely fun time at the movie type films so <laughs> hey whatever floats your boat that. whatever floats your uh your uh your, your rocket ship speed racer yeah. car <laughs> exactly all right well they're now they're not filming these types of movies fast and furious over here in new england not that i'm not that i know of but they are filming plenty of not other yet. great stuff that you definitely want to put your name on. Uh, and so mm-hmm. we can go right into our um, our casting calls for the week, uh, starting with CP Casting. Uh, they're looking for child photo doubles for a Netflix movie. Uh, they're mm-hmm. looking for doubles, lookalikes. Uh, we'll include the picture of these two actors who they're trying to f- portray. Uh, the character's name is Jake, uh, age 12, around 4 foot 8, 80 pounds. Another person, another child is named Chloe, age 10 years old, 4 foot 6, uh, 60 pounds. This is a paid gig, uh, 204 bucks a day right here in Massachusetts. This is, this is okay. again, for a feature film, filming for several days in late June and early July. Uh, if you're interested, send your, uh, your, your, your name and your child's name and current photos the date of birth, weight, all that information, send it to tmscasting2021 at gmail.com. Excellent. Uh, CP Casting is also looking for ethnically diverse um, actors and actresses who are over the age of 18. 
um, for a speaking role, for multiple speaking roles in an upcoming feature film that is shooting in Massachusetts later this year. Uh, they emphasize that this is well-paid work, uh, so they're looking for ethnically diverse people. Um, they would like you to email your phone number, where you live, a headshot, and acting resume to cpcastingsubmission, singular, at gmail.com um, for that opportunity. Uh, this next one, I'm, not, I'm a little hesitant to share this one because this sounds perfect for me, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is uh, Boston Casting looking for radio and TV announcers for upcoming a voiceover project. Uh, looking for men and women 30 to 50 years old with radio TV announcer experience. This is a SAG-AFTRA uh, gig. Uh, mm-hmm. This is recording next month uh, from the 10th to the 11th. And uh, local celebrities like moi, uh, they're, they're <laughs> being asked, we are being asked to apply so yeah. um, if you are... So have you um, yet? <laughs> I know. Uh, well, if you are interested, you can send your VO demo to bostoncastingvoiceover at gmail.com. Yeah, bostoncastingvoiceover yeah, so, uh, at gmail.com. I, you've, you've sent that around the newsroom, I hope. I, I think, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I let all my, my, my colleagues uh, uh-huh. in on all, the secret. All your potential competition <laughs> yeah, in yeah, on yeah. that one. Okay, yeah, we just don't, right. we, we won't bring it up to that. I see how that one is. Okay. All right. So, James, they should be listening to us, shouldn't they? They should be. That's right. If you're not, that's on you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, not to make anyone feel guilty, you should. Anyways, uh, so Slate Casting. Slate Casting is um, looking for, let's see, what are they? uh, Androgynous models. Do you look a little bit like you don't know what, you know, not necessarily a boy, not necessarily a girl? Uh, a little bit in the middle. Um, slate casting is looking for non-union androgynous models between the age of 18 and 30. You must be local to New England. It pays very well. Um, and this shoots in early May. If you're interested, they want you to send a headshot, a couple of photos, um, contact information, city you live in, all your current sizes, and um, any additional portfolio to slate self-tape at gmail.com with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. And lastly, Boston Casting, we're looking for groups of four professionals. They're, they're looking for siblings, friends, couples with careers such as teachers, scientists, business owners, lawyers, doctors, nurses, engineers, etc. We're looking for, for couples. Um, this for, they're looking for women 30 to 45 years old. With shoe sizes between seven and seven and a half, uh, men thirty to forty-five years old with shoe sizes nine to nine and a half. This is shooting in mid-June. Pays a thousand bucks a day for two days, um, and uh, must be local. You must be in the Boston area. So submit your photo, job title, shoe size, and where you are based to Boston Casting. Submit five, the number five at gmail.com. All right, so I just finished watching uh, this latest movie that is definitely not intended for kids. I watched the original back in 1995, I believe, uh, in theaters when I was five years old. My dad 
uh, didn't tell my mom, and she was very surprised when she did find out. But Mortal Kombat, uh, the new version, 2021, has been released to theaters as well as HBO Max, and it's a lot better than I expected. Really? <laughs> and, and maybe, maybe, maybe that's not saying much considering how bad uh, the original yes. uh, 90s Mortal Kombat movies were. Uh, but no, this one is actually pretty good. Uh, the action's great, definitely R-rated, and so you don't want uh, younger kids to be um, to be watching this uh, unless you're really cool parents and uh, want your want your kids to have that experience. Uh, but um, basically, the movie uh, this follows an MMA fighter named Cole Young, and he is seeking out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outer World in the high stakes battle for the universe. Um, so basically. Uh, the plots, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but it's pretty good. So for eons, this this outworld has been fighting um, this other realm of Earth. And nine out of ten times, the outworld has won these, these terrible, gruesome battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this final time, if the outworld wins, then uh, they, become, they become rulers of the entire Earth. Everybody's enslaved to them. So we have to have Earth's mightiest heroes, mm-hmm. not the Avengers, but mm-hmm. these, uh, these Mortal Kombat uh, warriors who have this uh, Mortal Kombat tattoo or scarring on them. Yeah, but the, this, again, is pretty much, uh, it's a good action flick. You're not going to get something pristine acting out of this, even though the acting's pretty passable. Not bad for what this is. <laughs> what this is. Right. Um, not too much to spoil, though I will say the two biggest parts of it, the two most exciting parts of it are the two characters, Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Mm-hmm. You know, the Scorpion, the guy says, get over here, and then yeah, pulls him yeah. with a chain. And then you have Sub-Zero. The graphics are... Speaking of Sub-Zero, uh, very, very good. The ice, the wind, all those graphics, uh, mm-hmm. fire graphics, uh, very good in this movie. Um, yeah. yeah, not much else to say. Well, I'm not sure if you're going to see it. A, I don't know if I'm going to see it, but I, I just wanted to say that I did <laughs> see the original from the 90s, and that was just a hot mess. That was just, it was hilarious. Yeah. It was one of those movies that was so bad that it's good because it's just funny. Because it was just so, it, it, it was it was just a, a train wreck, but it was... It didn't make any sense, and it was super violent, and I just, you know, I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, I do, I am kind of interested, because I, I have the game, I have uh, Super Nintendo, and it was one of the ones that I played originally when I was a little kid, and I still have it upstairs. Yeah. Um, I definitely won't let the kids watch it, <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, if I get bored one night, and I have a little bit of time, uh, which is almost never... Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I might, I might check it out. Um, Desi's joining us now for the review. Uh, she just woke up from her nap, and that's how she magically appeared. Um, but uh, James, that's uh, it, it, that sounds great. That is available to watch right now on Netflix. Is it HBO, on HBO Max? HBO Max, on HBO Max. and that's theaters. Great. Well, uh, one thing that I would recommend that that uh, we were just. Uh, watching recently also from the 90s if you have a little 90s nostalgia going on uh, baby's day out much more family friendly uh this 1994 <laughs> yeah. film is about three bumbling burglars who kidnap a rich kid and a rich baby and um the baby outwits them um and takes himself on this amazing adventure all around the city um, which follows along the path of his favorite book about a little boy who goes out into the city for the first time. And it's, it's super cute. It's really funny. It's, it's just like Home Alone. It's a total Home Alone r- ripoff, uh, essentially. Um, <laughs> but my five-year-old loves it. We just discovered it, rediscovered it this week. 
Um, and that's on Disney Plus. That was uh, that's been. I put remember up on seeing Disney that as a kid, and and actually as a kid, that was actually a favorite uh, movie in rotation on the VHS. Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah. a worthy addition. Um, so if you're looking for a family friendly, uh, random '90s nostalgia film to check out, uh, Baby's Day Out. That's my that's my recommendation. That's all I got to watch this week, James. About yeah, ten uh, times. My recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> you will have more time more free time soon i'm sure um but my recommendation for a movie not to watch um and kind of very disappointed in this movie fool's gold do you remember that movie oh. in 2008 with uh, kate hudson matthew mcconaughey yeah i never watched that one no don't watch okay. it um well. because kate hudson and matthew mcconaughey they were previously in the movie uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And that's actually, honestly, one of my guilty favorite rom-coms out there. And so my girlfriend and I were watching, you know, hey, they're in this other movie together, another kind of rom-com. Um, let's let's watch it. How could it be bad? It's not good. And so, <laughs> unfortunately, we were both disappointed. I actually fell asleep midway through, and we, and we tried finishing it the next day. But Fool's Gold, not my cup of tea. Some people like it, okay. I guess. It's a, it's a subtle cult favorite. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. But um, that's what I've been watching. Yeah. That's what you shouldn't watch. Mm. But thank you for watching us here yeah. on the Hub on Hollywood. <laughs> uh, if you have any movie suggestions of what to watch, what to avoid, let us know. Comment down below. If you know anybody who meet uh, any of those uh, those descriptions for the casting calls yourself or someone on your family, your friends list, share them this link. Get them on the big screen and uh, get them famous. Yeah. Also, let us know your thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Oscar noms, the wins, the snubs. Uh, <laughs> let us know. Awesome. And we will see you next week. We can't wait to talk to you. Until then, I'm Jamie. <laughs> I'm James. See you next time. Bye. Say bye, Desi. Bye-bye. Oh, God. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.